1: Well, welcome back. As we head into Hour two six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero, I am Seth Liebsen, David Dahl, and I coming to you live from the 960 Patriot Broadcast Studio, which is brought to you by the veteran-owned Midas Gold Group, your trusted source for precious metals. We did um, some pretty good dives and uh, analysis, I think, on Iowa and its um, detractors and commentators about it uh, in the previous hour. Happy to discuss anything you want, including thoughts about Iowa and now on to New Hampshire and the nomination generally. A lot of talk about this primary is already over, um, no matter what uh, what people think. The only thing I I, um, I, I... I fear that when I talk like this that I'm accepting talking points from a position I shouldn't be in agreement with. But when you look at the ungodly amounts of money that were raised and spent by the also-rans, particularly. You wonder about that accountability, too. You have to wonder about that accountability, too. And for those that bundle those large numbers, what that money could do, my God, what that money could do, those tens of millions, um, for things that actually could work and make society better. Now, I say that at the same time. I remember I had a philosophy professor in uh, college and grad school, wonderful teacher. He was uh, conservative, but he claimed to be a nihilist. And he, I think, just liked to theorize about how he could be a conservative nihilist. Great, great guy. Wrote a book on liberalism. and Harry Newman was his name. Never drove a car in his life. Um, But I remember one particular lecture he gave when someone asked him, you know, why there are so many courses on politics and government and political philosophy. And he, not really a political philosopher, but a philosophy professor, and there is a difference, said politics is the most important thing in our life. It's how we organize every part of our life. And I'm not doing him full justice, but if you do read the opening chapter, the first chapter of Aristotle's Politics, you get the same point at great length and with great depth. So as I make the point about the spending and the money in politics, I'm tempered by that point of view. I guess what I'm trying to say here is a little self-awareness by the candidates and by the bundlers. I mean, I I, I saw this when I saw these, I think, uh, self-described, not self-described, pardon me. I, I think I saw this when I saw some billionaires investing in Tim Scott's campaign so heavily after the first debate. And I just thought, my God, you know, what you could do with that money. And I have no doubt they're very charitable as is. But to invest like that into something that's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. The political consultancy class as a rule and the political fundraising class as a rule um, has developed at a rate and volume, I never would have expected i 've been doing and been in and out and adjacent to campaigns for many many years i 've never seen it like it is now. I have never seen the gobs that are raised and spent that I see now and i've never seen the gobs and amounts that are raised for candidacies that are pipe dreams, just total pipe dreams anyway i i, I didn 't mean to go off on that, but it 's something to consider as this primary does continue into New Hampshire and South Carolina and Nevada and Super Tuesday. It is something to think about. I think it is. Uh, in any event, 602 six zero two fifty eighty nine sixty. 960 anything you want to talk about? Daryl Dragon or someone like that said that we're all wet on four-wheelers. What? That's what you told me.
2: <coughs> oh, my goodness.
1: Daryl Dragon. I say, is that... You know who Daryl Dragon is? <laughs> no,
2: I don't know who Daryl Dragon
1: captain is. Captain Tennille. Daryl Dragon was the captain.
2: Oh, the late captain. Yeah. I the... didn't know
1: his real name. Daryl Dragon. Yes. He uh he played for the uh Beach he was in the Beach Boys before? Really? He... Yeah, yeah. He played oh. uh I think piano for the Beach Boys.
2: I had no idea. Mhm. I had no idea. Yes, we got a bit of a rebuttal yeah. uh from a friend of the show regarding The four-wheeling experience. Yeah, uh, I I mean, if someone says
1: we're going four-wheeling, you're thinking of something like an ATV. You're thinking of something that looks...
2: Well, I'd like to give you his personal definition, because he texted it to me today. He said, driving in a four-wheeled vehicle, where our four wheels are powered on a road or trail that requires such capability to successfully traverse.
1: He's described 60% of the vehicles on the road today. (laughs) No, I'm thinking of like a Polaris, some kind of off-road vehicle thing.
2: That's what I. That's of course, of course we're right.
1: Of course we're right.
2: No, he does say though, because we had to turn back early on Saturday. He says, in his defense, there were lots of uh, obstacles yet to come.
1: Uh, stop it! No, no, that's that's special pleading. <laughs> no, no, sixty percent of the vehicles are all-wheel vehicles already, or four-wheel drives already. It's just a Sunday drive if off-roading. Means, let's just take my four wheel drive somewhere. No, it has to be. It's a no, no. That's just a Sunday drive to get an ice cream, like well, Spencer well, Tracy. I, I
2: encourage him one of these days to call in and Catherine Hepburn his point
1: and of view. no, that's just Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy getting an ice cream in San Francisco. <laughs> and guess who's coming to dinner? Right? Yeah, it's yeah, such a good movie. Couldn't be made today. Makes fun of the liberals.
2: Yeah, it does.
1: No, it does. It totally does. In the way that. Kind of, you know what it's a little bit like, David, because the daughter who they raised to be a liberal brings home Sidney Poitier and the great liberals uh, Spencer and Catherine, uh, Tracy and Hepburn. You know they retract; they retract from all this, and it, it reminds me a little bit of how New York City and all these sanctuary cities <laughs> feel about when they actually get illegal immigrants. You know, <laughs> that's what it makes me think. Uh, oh well, we didn't really mean it we just wanted a virtue signal just don't don't reify it don't make it real i was talking about the lies that are broadcast or at least the lies that um that uh, rachel maddow thinks uh, are broadcast from the republican party her great quote last night there's a cost to knowingly broadcasting untrue things so she wouldn't air donald trump's speech we could go through Don- donald trump's statements that she considers lies, they would all be harmless. You can't do the same with Joe Biden's and the Democratic's. They're all harmful. Harmful. They have to do with things like public health. They have to do with things like mental health. They have to do with things like foreign policy and war. They have to do with things like impeachable corruption. Impeachable corruption. Do you remember how Hunter Biden was going to make a living selling art his art. And there were a lot of questions and concerns. What's so funny?
2: Why is it? Uh, I don't know. My, my my brain went went to uh, just like George Bush is making a living selling art. Why is it that? Oh, uh, well, there's a big difference. Oh, no, no, no.
1: Salesmen? But there is a difference. <laughs> oh, OK. George Bush donates all of his to fallen soldiers funds. I didn't know that. Yeah. And I and I commend him for him. Yeah, 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 so he yeah. He doesn't make a dime off. Them. No, not, oh, a dime. Okay. not a dime, not a dime, not a dime. But Hunter did this for a livelihood, and we were told that Hunter's art sales were covered by an ethics agreement to make sure that the first family, including Hunter, would be blind to who the buyers were so it couldn't be seen like, you know, more (laughs) pay-for-play, you know? Hunter was collecting more money to get influence to his dad. Guess what? That also turns out to be a lie. George Burgess, owner of the prestigious Burgess Art Gallery in New York, uh, and another art dealer um, say uh, on the record now that he has had multiple conversations with Joe Biden. That uh, Joe Biden has both called and met with this art dealer at the White House as he was pitching Hunter's artwork and that they both... The Son and father hunter and Joe requested to be informed about who the purchasers were after all another another Biden ethics agreement gone to pot, and another lie swallowed. Well, welcome back to the Seth Leson show um. <coughs> Excuse me. He's um, so
2: overcome with emotion at the tone. Yeah,
1: um, I would do. Love will keep us together. If we're going to add bumper from Captain and Tennille. Oh, that, believe me, that's already in there. It is. Yes. They played that song at a state dinner for the Queen of England when Gerald Ford was president. And she didn't quite understand
2: it. I don't think I would have understood it. <laughs> do you remember that I told you that it wasn't even their song? That no. we discovered that it was a cover. That what? actually America was the first band to produce that song. We'll go out with that version with America's Muskrat Love.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. I had such we a make crush. Make that in... happen.
1: When I was in the second grade, I had a huge crush on Tony Tenniel. Huge. You know, you, you she lives here, right?
2: Something. She lives in Arizona. Uh, Prescott, I believe. Yeah, Prescott. Yeah. So reaching out through the radio waves. Yeah, if anyone knows an her,
1: have her call in. <laughs> yeah, my second grade love interest, Tony Tenniel. Now she's not going to
2: want to call in.
1: Yeah, she will. She'll find it sweet and endearing. Plus, Daryl has slipped the surly bonds of Earth, unfortunately. That is so true. That is true. It's not like I'm intruding on anything.
2: <laughs> but you you remind me of something that I wanted to discuss with you oh. since you uh, mentioned President Ford. I, You know, we're talking about presidential primaries. President Ford won 45% of the Iowa primary and went on to win six more primaries after that before Ronald Reagan even won his first in 1976. I was doing a little research this yeah,
1: morning. Yeah, I was aware of that, um, but it's not 51 or 50.
2: Not 51, you're right. And it was really more of a two man. What was
1: Reagan's first? Point. North Carolina?
2: Reagan's first one was North Carolina. Yeah. And that was on March 23rd. Yeah, that's
1: what brought Jesse Helms to the public's attention. Jesse Helms right. helped him Jesse win. Jesse Helms saved the candidacy. Yeah. 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 Uh, but. Watch. I don't know if Watch.
2: that could be had today but what? I would imagine that a lot of well I guess there are two of them out <laughs> both the two that are left are thinking that uh, you know they're going to have a miraculous turnaround much in the same I don't see how it happens I just I, I,
1: I do you see how I, ha- I don't see how it happens Well I mean the message is no, was- it's
2: it's almost uh, it, it's it's almost impossible to defeat an incumbent president. Yes. Really, that's what you have here in the Correct. figure of Donald Trump, and that's what you had in Gerald Ford. And Correct. A maverick like Ronald Wilson Reagan couldn't Correct. quite do it in the end.
1: Correct. Correct. The PA, the Palestinian Authority, constantly whining for money. Here's the Wall Street Journal today. Recently, we told you that the Palestinian Authority law requires the October 7th terrorists, to be compensated financially for a massacre well done. Now the Palestinian Authority has taken steps toward making that a reality. It acted just in time for Secretary of State Antony Blinken's visit to Ramallah. Last Wednesday, Al-Hayat al Jadida, the PA's newspaper and mouthpiece, announced 23,210 additional martyrs using the Hamas-supplied Gaza casualty figure that includes every dead Hamas terrorist. The Palestinian Authority pays a one-time lump sum plus a monthly stipend for the life to the families of any martyr killed attacking Israel or in a confrontation with Israel. Did you know this young David that if you are a terrorist which they call a martyr and you take uh take and you and you uh and you are killed in your attack against Jews, Israelis, you get a monthly stipend from the PA. You 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 are induced to engage in terrorism because they will pay the family for life. The PA also recognized 3,552 new prisoners held by Israel since October 7th. Most were arrested in West Bank counter-terror, counterterrorism raids, though 661 are Hamas terrorists from Gaza. Now, keep in mind, we are continually told the West Bank... PA is the moderate group. It's that Gaza, Hamas. Unless you're on a college campus in America, Gaza, Hamas is the extreme radical element, and the PA is the moderates in the West Bank. By the way, those 661 Hamas terrorists from Gaza arrested in the West Bank, they too will receive PA salaries, which rise over time such that the most gruesome crimes yield the biggest payments. This practice has helped earn the program, the moniker, pay for slay. Pay for slay. Uh, Palestinian Media Watch explains that, quote, the PA does not differentiate between Hamas terrorists who commit atrocities after invading Israel on October 7th, the Hamas terrorists killed by Israel in the ensuing war, and civilian non-combatants killed in the Gaza Strip while being used as human shields by Hamas. All are treated as heroic martyrs to be compensated by the PA, whose activities are subsidized with Western dollars, Western aid. Meanwhile, in Ramallah, Mr. Blinken said that PA leader Mahmoud Abbas is committed to reform. What's the evidence? Where's the evidence? His four-year term is stretching into its 20th year. Even as the PA complains of a budget crunch, it is readying to move from glorifying the October 7th attack to compensating its participants. Yes, they complain of budget crunches, but pay for slay. Why again does President Biden insist Israel hand over post-war Gaza to this group? Mr. Blinken also talks prematurely of giving it a state. No wonder the PA sees little reason to change. Why would they? That is the story of the PLO of which Mahmoud Abbas comes from. That is the story of most terrorist movements that aren't liquidated. They gain credibility over time. They gain credibility over time. Yasser Arafat speaks at the United Nations the same year Alexander Solzhenitsyn was told he could not tells you about where the world's sentiment is with regard to tyranny and liberty, or tyranny and liberalism. Tells you something about that, doesn't it? The year after Yasser Arafat spoke at the United Nations, the United Nations declared Zionism a form of racism. Tells you something about the world community's longtime standard view of Israel. But the notion that you give subvention funds from Western accounts to the families of killed terrorists, which they call martyrs, as, a, as an inducement to create terror and a compensation for it, tells you almost everything you need to know about what a sick society really is. And it is a sick society. It's a sick society, the way they teach their children, the way they train them and bring them up, the way they spend their money, and the way they have caused such ruin to such opportunities of normalcy, if not indeed greatness. Is this America? We'll be right back. Is this uh, in our regular rotation? Nope what Nope. okay keep it that way <laughs> keep it why going? are you going with it why are you using it
2: you got me thinking about America what yeah did I well tell you? sister golden than a little bit I'd of go
1: with I'd go with sister, golden, ha- go with sister golden hair rock I'd go with sister golden hair surprise
2: there happens to be a swear word in the first couple of seconds of that song I'm not sure
1: we could are play you sure about air. that yeah Find another part, maybe. <laughs> yeah, the probably. New York Times—they're <laughs> so unbelievable. Is a swear word in it? In the first words? I don't well,
2: believe. Now I'll take a look. But I got I'll so take a look. All right, depressed. we'll take a look.
1: Yeah, work on the break. Here's the New York Times. The Republicans who will gather this was yesterday. Republicans who will gather to cast the first votes of the 2024 presidential primary season have one essential responsibility. Don't you just want to thank the New York Times for telling Republicans what their responsibility is? If you are a Republican it's like if you're Yes, tell us our responsibility, please. Please do that. Yeah. It it would it would it it would be about like Oh, God, I, 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 I will offend people if I, if, I, if I use the reverse analogy. I won't. You take the point. What is that one essential responsibility? To nominate a candidate who is fit to serve as president, one who will preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. Donald Trump, who has proved himself unwilling to do so, is manifestly unworthy. How has he proved himself unwilling to do so? How is he unworthy? Find me find me the violate the constitutional violation he engaged in, please. Please, please, please. Find me the one part of the responsibility of a president. Find me the one avenue, the one lane, the one issue, the one index that Joe Biden has made better than Donald Trump. Please. Oh, They help us out with the next sentence at the New York Times. He is facing criminal trials for his conduct as a candidate in 2016 as president and as a former president. Criminal trials? He's facing criminal trials? He's facing criminal trials. The criminal trials, first off, to say nothing of their thin. Stacked and ratcheted up justifications that would probably, I mean, you could have rogue prosecutors, I suppose, anywhere, would probably never be brought against any other person if their last name weren't Trump. Are things he's facing criminal trials. He has not been adjudged guilty in a single one of them. It's almost too pat to say what happened to innocents before guilt is proven. Whatever happened to that great liberal, civil libertarian New York Times? Whatever happened to that? Do we not have any presumptions of innocence or any real understanding of how thin these criminal charges against him are? For as candid... (laughs) In this, his third presidential bid, he has intensified his multi-year campaign to undermine the rule of law and the democratic process. Please tell me how. Please tell me how. Oh! He has said that if elected, he will behave like a dictator on day one. Please. Please. This is like when he said, if Russia has the Hillary tapes, I hope they send them over. As proof of collusion that they all ran with. This is the problem of not having a sense of humor. You realize that, right?
2: Everyone knows that was set.
1: Everyone. And you
2: know the one thing that he did say he would
1: do on day one? What?
2: In being a mini dictator for a day? What? Close the border.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm going to talk with the Hallmans about that because the New York Times has a weird view on that, too, based on a different piece they published today. It's a weird meaning, by the way. Did you know that, the meaning behind this song? It's a weird... What is the meaning? It's odd.
2: At least as it was
1: explained to me. Yeah. All right, we'll be right back. We are doing a great event, by the way, and today's the first day we're announcing and promoting it. It's March 26th, and it's going to be at Arizona Christian University. And it'll be featuring Mike Gallagher, the radio host, Brandon Tatum, Officer Brandon, Officer Tatum, and me, fighting for freedom. It's going to be an exclusive 960 The Patriot event. You can go to 960thepatriot.com to get tickets. These things are always a ton of fun. You'll be there, won't you, young David?
2: I don't know. They almost had me, and then I heard you were
1: coming. Oh, stop it. <laughs> You yeah, just taught me something there. i didn 't yeah, know i no i, I didn 't know I was ahead of the curve on this. <clears throat> I have been promoting magnum p i for decades and you yes. are and you are telling me that one of the you we were talking off air and I said something, and he said nuns don 't work on sunday and i said that 's magnum p i that 's a famous line of magnum p i s and he said, well obviously what I said, what do you mean obviously it's it 's kind of abstruse he goes no." No, it's a huge meme.
2: It's a huge meme. Young people. I had no idea. Uh, un, un, unfairly, yeah. Young f- people unfairly use this as an example of uh, the bad television that we were in. Oh, because they is,
1: don't know anything. Uh, the, they they wouldn't know good television. You know, Malay's ears. They wouldn't yeah. know good television if it hit them. It's great. To, I didn't know it because it was a meme. I knew it because I know Magnum PI scripts like the back of my hand. All right. All right, it's enough. Wait, I, really?
0: Nuns don't work on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a nun. Man, let me, I can. I think I
1: remember the scene in my head. Bang. There's a man dressed as a nun working on some scaffolding, and it's a Sunday, and the 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 man in the nun dress is there to assassinate Magnum or shoot him. And Magnum says that to himself, or out loud to himself. Nuns don't work on Sunday, and new, yeah, Indeed. that's that's, yep. that's good work. Speaking of men in a dress, huh? You uh, did you get your kilt for your night of haggis or whatever it is?
2: I am honest to goodness panicking because I, I have to go to a Burns party on the twenty fifth of January, Robert Burns, and. Yes, yeah, so a Robert Burns. The, well, I mean, you know, Robert you need some to distinguish. Drink some scotch.
1: You need to tell people because if they if, if they could have thought George Burns, George would,
2: Burns, that would be an interesting party. Then you
1: would bring a cigar it's and an eye, it, Gracie, and a sense of humor. But yes, now you have to. That bring would a, be an interesting party, <laughs> George Burns. Yeah, party. not a Robert Burns. That doesn't sound interesting at all.
2: Um, no, I, I'm. I have no idea what I'm going to do. I don't even have a plaid tie. You I don't, realized. Just I have take, a plaid suit, but I, f- I need a kilt. I was highly encouraged to wear a
1: kilt. A flannel blanket and, uh, will do just fine. I don't even have one of those. You probably know someone who has a flannel blanket, a wool blanket. It'll do I'll, just I'll fine. I'll wrap it around my waist. Yes.
2: Yes, just you Paint do. my face blue.
1: And why, by the way, do you have Brooks Brothers packages being mailed to you? There's a Brooks Brothers across the street.
2: There is not anymore.
1: Oh, Mm-mm. that would be no, why. No,
2: that's okay. uh, that's that's no longer there. They they don't have a normal store in Arizona anymore. In fact, really? Yeah, the company's been going through hard times. Okay, and uh, it brings a tear to my eye because All do right. you know? And you know, you were a student of Lincoln. You'd be interested to know this. Do you know that for about a hundred fifty years, Brooks Brothers would not make a black suit? No, you could not buy. An over-the-counter black suit from Brooks Brothers for about a hundred and fifty years. Do you know why? No, because President Lincoln was assassinated wearing a Brooks Brothers black suit, okay. and out of homage to the 16th president, they would not do a made-to-order black suit.
1: Okay. Okay. De- Dennis <laughs> Prager has a heck of an interesting column. If you say men give birth, we know your position on Hamas. This is the way his brain works is so fascinating. If you say men give birth, we all know your position on Hamas. Now, why is that? Why, if a person says men give birth or says that men who say they are women should be allowed to compete in women's sports, can we be virtually certain that the person sides with Hamas in its war to eradicate Israel? Theoretically, the two claims, that men as well as women give birth and Israel as the villain in its war against Hamas, have absolutely no connection, but they do for two reasons. Reason one. When people have a distorted moral value system, that distortion applies to just about every other issue. It's a great point. Just as a broken compass will almost always point the wrong direction, a broken moral compass will do the same. However, to be more precise, people who say men give birth and who side with Hamas, i.e. progressives and leftists, liberals don't believe men give birth or side with Hamas, do not merely have a broken moral compass. They have a moral compass that works in the way progressives and leftists have configured it. North always points south, and east always points west. Some examples of how the progressive compass works. Women who object to men who say they are women competing in women's sports, even in weightlifting, are haters and bigots, transphobes. The men who compete against them are heroes. Adults who object to schools sponsoring drag queen performances for six-year-olds are haters and bigots, transphobes. The teachers who take children to drag queen events, are progressive, compassionate, and open-minded. If a nine-year-old girl says she is a boy, the only therapist she is allowed to see are those who engage in gender affirmation, which is, of course, a left-wing Orwellian term. The one thing these therapists do not do is affirm the actual gender of the child. All black dorms on college campuses are anti-racist, objecting to racially segregated is racist. Those who want to build walls or fences to prevent millions of people from illegally entering the country are xenophobic. Those who oppose building such barriers and declare their cities sanctuaries are humanitarians. Demanding that citizens show a voter ID before being allowed to vote, the norm in virtually every democracy in the world constitutes voter suppression. If we have fewer police officers, we'll have safer cities. Marriage is a product of patriarchal misogyny. It wasn't created to protect and honor women, but to exploit them. Anyway, a woman needs a man as much as a fish needs a bicycle. Scientists who express skepticism about catastrophic man-made global warming are science deniers. These are some of the morally and factually perverse positions of the left. Just about every individual who holds these positions also holds the morally perverse position that Israel is the villain in Hamas and its Palestinian supporters the moral party? The converse is also true. With the exception of Muslims, those who are anti-Israel also tend to believe that men give birth, and other examples of left-wing moral chaos. Few Muslims, certainly not religious ones, believe that men give birth or that children should be taken to drag queen shows. They just want Israel destroyed. That's reason one. Reason two, people who say that men give birth also they say that Israel is the villain because these positions emanate from the same aim, the destruction of Western civilization beginning with the destruction of the West's moral and social norms. When people say that men give birth and that men can compete in women's sports, they are seeking to undo the bases of Western civilization, truth, science, and the belief that we live in an ordered universe. It's why the left is so adamant about denying that sex is binary. The fact that there are only two sexes represents order, natural, worse, even divine. Those on the left unwittingly acknowledge the connection between their anti-Western positions and their Israel hatred. They routinely attack Israel for being an outpost of Western civilization, which is precisely what Israel is, which tells you a great deal about both of Israel's enemies, the left and much of the Muslim world. Portions of the show brought to you by our good friends at Y ReFi, they have a secure investment that actually helps people and where you can earn up to a ten point two five percent fixed rate of return, ten and a quarter percent fixed rate of return, not correlated to the Federal Reserve or the stock market. You're in control. You can turn your income in on or off, compound it, whatever you choose. There are absolutely no fees. And you have peace of mind. There is no attack on principle. If you ever need your money back, and of course you get a monthly statement with no surprises. It's a secure, collateralized portfolio offered up by Y Refi, and you can check them out at investyrefi.com. That's invest the letter Y, then R E F Y dot com, or call them at eight 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 Y Refi twenty four. Do you know what crowdsourcing means?
2: To ask uh, the audience or the greater. Public opinion of what their opinion is.
1: Yes, we did that without even knowing yet. Our kilt discussion Uh-oh. solicited an email from Brian. Uh oh. No, you'll like this. He says there's a kilt rental in Scottsdale Airpark.
2: Oh, believe me, I've I've looked at it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And? They've also got the Highland Prices. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, well, I I, I'll take a look. Yeah. You know, t- I'll take a second opinion. Yeah. All right. Maybe we can get I can here. also, you know, the, you know, we're accepting kilt donations for well, the next 10 days on the Seth Leapson show.
1: <laughs> I don't know if it is too narrow an angle for a sponsorship, but maybe they want to sponsor us. The kilt <laughs> rental place could be a, a radio oh. sponsor and maybe we can sample their we, you, do you know I can who? Sample their you wares can sample their wares
2: as long as I get the the knee high socks and the the dagger and everything else. The sash. I,
1: I bet they have it. Yeah, if they're worth their weight.
2: No, as I understand, the entire outfit is uh, upwards of three hundred dollars to rent for a single event.
1: Well, maybe they'll uh, do a trade. The Hallmans are coming in, and we want to talk about this point. I, I brought it up last week. It's such an important point. It, I think, explains everything. And it's two sentences in a column by Brett Stevens. And he's talking about the case for Trump and how derided Trump and his supporters are by the elites, particularly on the issue of immigration. But where Brett writes, a national culture is sustained by common memories, ideals, laws, and a language— which newcomers should honor, adopt, and learn as a requirement of entry, it isn't just a giant arrival gate for anyone and Anyone who wants to take advantage of American abundance and generosity. That first part, a national culture, is sustained by a common memories, ideals, laws, and language. That's everything. That sentence, that phrase explains everything about the fights we are in right now. Think about the efforts to rewrite our history and tear down our statues and rename our properties and schools. Anyway, the Hallmans and I will discuss that when we come right back.